Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Itmar, Rabbi Hanino Omer. Mazel Machkim. Mazel Mashe. Vyesh Mazel Lisra. Rabbi Hanino holds that Mazel, which is fortune, makes one wise, fortune makes one wealthy, and there is fortune to the Jewish people. And that sounds like a fairly innocuous statement, right? We say Mazel Tov at a Simcha. Very, very difficult opinion to understand. Very hard to know what he's talking about exactly. We'll have to keep, keep in the back of our mind that we don't pass in this way. <laughs> okay? Okay. The, uh, the implications of this shita are quite far-reaching. What does it mean exactly? Let's see Rashi. Mazel machkim. Lefiha mazel. According to Mazel, is the wisdom. Meaning that it's a matter of fate. Okay. He has a, a source for this idea that it's according to fortune. The Yesh Mazel Li Yisrael She'ein Tfila Utzdoko Meshana Es Hamazel. Rashi explains that the opinion is being expressed that fate is written in stone. It doesn't matter what a person does to change it, their prayers will not affect it, and their giving of tzedakah will not change it. That's within the opinion of Yish Mazel Yisrael. That sounds like a Greek tragedy, that you have uh, something, a destiny that you can't escape no matter, you know, tshuva doesn't help, uh, right. you can't do anything to change it. Right. That, that is what it sounds like. Now keep in mind that he says Li Yisrael and he doesn't say Olam. Meaning he's saying this is true even for the Jewish people. And the controversy is whether that is true or not. The next opinion is to the contrary. Rabbi Yochanan Omar ain mazel Yisrael. A narrow debate about fate or fortune as it relates to the Jewish people. And what about to the broader world? Well, it would seem to, in the face of it, that seems to be non-controversial. Mashma yesh mazel l'umos ha'olam. Just, ein mazel Yisrael, or yesh mazel Yisrael. 
It's a question of the Jewish people. Rashi says, I'm sorry, Ein Mazlisro, Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, that through prayer and merit, his fate can change for the good. So that is the opinion of Ein Mazel Yisrael. Right, this opinion does not deny that there is a component of fortune in a person's life, but that it is flexible if they are Jewish. That is what Rabbi Yochanan is saying. Through prayer and merit, it can change for the good. Now, surprisingly, Rashi is setting up these two opposing opinions in a manner that's not directly, or at least not fully, at odds. And I don't know what Rashi is doing with this, just raising the point that the Rashi that is explaining the opinion of Rabbi Hanino that says, he describes two things, prayer and tzedakah, the giving of charity. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan's opinion of Ein Mazel Yisrael, he does have tefillah, good, because that's what they're arguing about. However, the second component, he, he says a much broader determination of Ein Mazel Yisrael that can change through zchos, a merit. He doesn't say specifically tzedakah. So the, the Rashi is not parallel, meaning that he's not setting up the two opinions as directly opposing each other, which is surprising because it seems to be a machlokas over here. The Roshonim understanding it as a machlokas in general. So why does Rashi shift when he says the opinion of Ein Mazel Yisrael, he broadens what can alter fate or fortune for a Jewish person to include merit, not specifically tzedakah, not specifically through acts of charity. I'm not sure why Rashi does that. That is noteworthy. Tosu says, Ein mazal Yisrael, focusing on the second opinion, <clears throat> Rabbi Yochanan, V'hodam ha-rava v'shilimodkotan, and that which Rava says in the end of Moed Katan, Dafrav Chesmer Aleph, Boni Chaye Umezoni, La Bischusatali Milsa. The children and life and sustenance of a person, life meaning life expectancy, those are not dependent on merit. Allah b'mazla talia milsa. does not depend on merit, it depends on mazl. So this opinion over there in Moed Katan is not challenged, if you look over there. And it seems to be going with the opinion that we saw 
of Rabbi Hanino, who says, Yesh Matzal Yisrael. Clearly, the context over there is talking about Jewish people. And it says these three things children, life expectancy, and sustenance are not dependent on merit, but rather dependent on mazel, fortune. So, how does that, how does that work? Now, I would just thought to say very simply, it's a machlokas, right? And the shittas don't line up, right? Say, the, this, this opinion of Rabbi Yochanan is at odds with what Rava says over there. That's what I would have thought, right? We have different opinions. Atosu says, Mikol makom al yidei schus godol mishtana. Tosus pushes on that Gemara. Tosus, I think, is has an underlying problem that if you see through the flow of this whole Gemara, the opinion of Rabbi Hanina is thoroughly marginalized. <laughs> We're going to see. Rabbi Yochanan is, he's making home runs over here. Ein mazal Yisrael. We're going to see. So what do you do with the Gemara Moikatan that is so same, is just the other way? Sounds like Yesh mazal Yisrael. So he, he wants both Gemaras to be La Alacha. Because that's what it sounds like. Problem is, they seem at face value to be the opposite sides of the debate. And this is a problem. So Tosis is pushing with his... He's flashing his Rishon card. He's got his, his uh, Rishon crowbar over here. And he says, what is it, what's going on over there? Over there, even though it says it does not depend on merit, it depends on fortune... So he, he pushes very hard, and he says, You know what? That Gemara, we're going to beat it in submission with Rabbi Yochanan, with schus gadol, a great merit, that can change too. Okay? Yeah, when, what about uh, King Hizkiahu? I, he was supposed to die, and then um, he did tshuva, and he, uh, he was able to add uh, years to his life, right? Yes, that is correct. Wow. Uh, that's very on target. Very on target. That is the next point of Tosus. He says, What does it say over there in Yavomus? The Gemara in Yavomus says, Rashi explains this is the top of Nun Amaralif. Shnei Deres. Shonim Sheposkin Adam The years that a person is granted for his life expectancy at the time of his birth. If he merits, he will live out his full years. Zacha mashlimenos, lo zacha poksenos. 
But if he is not married, then the years of his life will be diminished. That is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. The Chachamim disagree with Rabbi Akiva. The Chachamim Omrim, Zacha Mosifin Lo. Chachamim say, if he merits, he can augment that baseline life expectancy. It's not just a best case scenario, but it can be enhanced and increased if he merits. And if he does not merit, it can be truncated. So the Chachamim said to Rabbi Kiva, hey, what do you do with this verse? Right, you, you have the story, as you mentioned, that Chizkiyo knew that he was not going to have a, a son that was righteous, and Bikitsa, he got a besura that he was going to die, he became ill. And then he did tshuva, and God added 15 years to his life. So it says, I've added 15 years to your life. So Rabbi Kiva, what do you do with that? It says, added. So Rabbi Kiva is not phased by that kasha. It was from his own life that was added back to him. So simple math. He lost 15 years because of his avera, and it was restored to him because he did tshuva. Rabbanon, they say that he didn't have to be born from Chizkiyahu. Yoshiyahu could have been born from somebody else at the, the royal line, the house of David. Could be from Chizkiyo, could be from somebody else. So we have this machlokas over here between Rabbi Akiva, who sees less room for negotiating life expectancy, and the Chachamim, who say it can, it can move. There's a baseline default offer that can be expanded or contracted depending on a person's life choices. So Tosus over here says, Mosif in law. Right, the, the Gemara over there, the Moid Cotton, Rava seems to take on that life expectancy does not depend on merit. It's strictly a matter of fate or fortune. Pshita deschus God Certainly, it's, it's obvious, says Sosus, that a great merit can tip the balance and change things. A great merit can, can alter the mazel, the fortune. Kedam Rabbi Shabbos, as it says in Shabbos, ein mazel Yisrael. That's what Tosus says. Umiyu lo mazel. It's not common that the mazel should be changed. Over there, you see Rav Lazar is having tough times financially. 
and God does not seem to be offering too much in the way of changing it. Even changing the mazel is just another roll of the dice, so to speak. No guarantees. Akopanim, Tosas over here is saying the same idea, Pshita, the Schus that a great merit can can change things. It's just the, the way he's learning over here is is that Ein Mazel Yisrael is is only a, a a partial, limited deviation from Yesh Mazel Yisrael. He's saying it takes a great merit to be able to change a person's fate or fortune. That is what Tosis is Nyavamas. And and over here Tosis by us. He says Sometimes the mazel does not change. Meaning, he quotes the Gemara in Yuvamas, Zacha Mosifinlo, Lo Zacha Pokhsinlo. But it appears that he's learning, he's, he's being machazic, this idea that it's, there, there is a baseline mazel for life expectancy. I mean, when it says, Lav Talia Milsa, there is a baseline that is not merit-dependent, but is mazel-dependent. And sometimes it can change. Here he says, Pamim. Over there, Tosa says, even more limited, it's, it's rare to change. But through a great merit, it can change. Or it sounds like, also, through a great evil, it can change in, in the opposite direction. But Tosa says, is to a degree, if you have to describe what Tosis is doing here, he's pushing a mazal Yisrael towards the idea of yesh mazal Yisrael. He's, he's limiting, he's, he's pushing and pulling, right? He's, he's saying, we paskin like the Gemara in Shabbos, and we paskin like the Gemara in Moed Katan. That's what Tosis is working towards. He's trying to bring them together. As opposed to just saying, it's a machlokas, and put the shitas separate, and, and then needing to choose which one we pass in like, which anyway, you do have this machlokas, but he's, it seems, inclined towards paskining like the Gemar Moed Katan, because it's not contested over there. And, and that's, uh, that's the, the mahalachatosis in general. Let's let's continue in the Gemara, but we'll come back to this Tosus. Vazo Rabbi Yochanan Litame. And Rabbi Yochanan goes according to his reasoning. Dama Rabbi Yochanan. Minayin She'ein Mazal Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan says, How do we know that there's no Mazal, no fortune for the Jewish people? Shenema, as the verse states. Yumio, Koma Adonai, Elder Hagoim, Al Tilmodu. 
So the the duke of Rabbi Yochanan came Yechatu Velo Yisra. That there is this differentiation. The Pasik seems to separate the relationship of fate, fortune to the non-Jewish world as opposed to the Jewish world. That the Jews are different in this regard. But clearly he, he's learning that it's a limited debate. He's not arguing Yesh Mazel or Ein Mazel. He's arguing Yesh Mazel Yisrael or Ein Mazel Yisrael. And the way he's bringing support from this verse is interpreting the verse as saying there is Mazel for Goyim. Non-Jews have a certain degree of fate that is sealed. And Jews have the ability, as Rashi said, through prayer, through zuchus, various merits, great merits, Tosa says, to change that. Ve'af rav sovar ein mazlisro. Don't think Rabbi Yochanan is alone in this opinion of ein mazlisro. Rav is on board as well. Doma rav, Yehuda marav, Rabbi Yudah, in the name of Rav, says, Menayin she'ein mazal Yisrael. He brings a proof. Shenemar vayotze osa achutza. By Avram Avinu, vayotze osa achutza. And Hashem took out Avram. Vayomar habet no ha-shamaimon. He said, look up towards the heavens. Sfor kochovim in tucha. Count the stars if you are able. Lisbor osam, to count them. Vayomar lo ko yezarecha. He told him, so shall be your progeny. It's numerous as the stars. God, Avram said, Rabbi Shalom, Master of the Universe, Ben Beisi Yerushosi, the steward of my household, he is on track to inherit me. Amar lo laughed. God said, nope, that's not happening. The one who comes forth from you will inherit you. Rashi says, I've seen through the wisdom of glimpsing at fate, and I see my own horoscope, if you will. The any royal holy ben, and I'm not holding by having a son. It's not in the cards for me. God said to him, "Go out of your your mazel." It's a chachma. Rashi acknowledges a chachma, but he says, "I got news for you. We pass in ein mazel Yisrael. You are inaugurated the first Jew." Ein mazal Yisrael. Okay. Tzei mitztagninuscha, hainu d'chsiv, yotzei tzachutza. Vayotzei osachutza, and God took him out, chutz mitztagninuscha, outside of his bounds of mazal. That's the way it's interpreted over here. 
Meaning again, it's ein mazel li Yisrael, is the raya, but yesh mazel l'umos ha'olam. A certain fixed fortune. And over here we're talking about banim, right? That's what the Gemara Moed Katan says. That's not dependent on schus. It's dependent on mazel, right? And within this arena, we are saying, Ein mazel Yisrael. So it, at face value, it would seem to be a direct contradiction. Right? But Tosus is pushing to say, it can change. I mean, he's, he's softening the implications of the Gemara in Moed Katan. My daitech, the kai tzedek mimarov, mahadno mikim nalah b'mizrach. What do you think? That Jupiter is in the west? I'll set it up in the east. I'm going to alter the, the pattern of, of the stars to set things up for you, that you will be able to have children. The Pasuk in Yeshayo, Rashi says, Bishvilo. That God is changing the mazel for Avram. Right, so that the, the mazel correctly, Avram was correct. It's not that he was a shoddy stargazer. He was correct. But God said, I'm going to change it for you. A mazel Yisrael means it's subject to change. The mazel itself can change. Okay, continuing. Keep it coming. Right? Not only is this the teaching of Rabbi Yochanan, also the teaching of Rav. Right? And we have, as well, the teaching of Shmuel. Ein mazli Yisrael. Shmuel and Ablet have Yosfi, that Shmuel and a non-Jewish scholar were sitting together. And a certain group of men were on their way to the swamp. And Rashi says, Ablet, Shem Chacham Nochri Haya Bechoze He was a stargazer. Included in his list of, of tricks of wisdom, he he had the, this chachma. So Amar le Avlet le Shmuel, Haigava Ozil lo Asi, Targli Chavio Mais. He comes up with his prediction. Avlet says, "You see that guy over there? He's going, but he's not going to come back alive. He's going to be bit by a snake, and he's going to die." If he's Jewish, he's going to go and come back. Okay, so they've got this uh, 
interesting difference of opinion over here. Rashi says, Ozil ve'asi, he will go and come back. De'ein mazal Yisrael ve'yo'elo And prayer will help. And the Kisviyad adds, and tzedakah. Prayer and giving charity will help. Okay, so what happened? Adiyosvi ozil v'asi. As they're sitting, the group came back. They went and they came back. Come Avlet. Avlet got up. He sees this guy. He's shocked. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Shade Latune. He poured out the contents of his sack. He had a bag with him. Ashkach be Chavya de He found in it a snake that was cut in half. Eshade Betate Govi. Yeah, it was it was just it was in two pieces. Amar le Shmuel, my ovadta. So Shmuel is not surprised. This is what he was expecting. He said, "What'd you do?" Amar le Koyoma, havo marminon rifta bahadi adadi vachlinon. Every day, our group would go out, and we'd gather together the bread. Somebody would be appointed to gather the bread together, we'd make a potluck. So for lunch, everybody brings something, we all share it together. And at this time, one of the group didn't have bread with it. And he's going to be embarrassed. So I thought to myself, and I decided, I'll, what I'll do is I'll get up, and I will collect the breads. I will make it appear as though I'm taking from him as well, in order to avoid a scene that he's embarrassed. And I'll make it look like I'm taking from him too, even, but I know he doesn't have. Rashi says... Oh no, but before that, Marminon Badadi, Matilan Pas Lesal, Lechol Chaburo, they would put the bread into a basket for all of the group to eat, Ke'echod, Lochan Yachad, they would eat at once, one of them would collect from everybody else, and then they would eat it together. Oh no, Kamino, Umramino, Agbava Simasal, Al. Go around and collect it into the basket. I made it look like I was collecting from him. And I really gave from myself an extra portion on his behalf. It doesn't help to, to cover it over if he's not going to pay for it. Right? Because the group is expecting this. The group is, is making a, a deal where they're all pitching in. So he couldn't cover for the guy unless he's going to pay. He paid. He gave a double portion. In order to, to avoid this person from being embarrassed, he wanted to prevent his embarrassment. Shmuel says, you did a mitzvah. You fulfilled a command. 
This is tzedakah. Nofak Shmua Vadorash Shmua went out and made a drasha. Tzedakah Tatzil Mimoves and charity saves from death. Velo Mimisa Mishuna, not just from a an unusual form of death. Ela Mimisa Atzmat saves from death itself. And she says, Lo Mimisa Mishuna, Umiu Misa Guna Yamos. Maybe he's he he's going to die, just not a an unusual death, but a, a nice death by giving tzedakah he's going to have no he's spared from death and the tzedakah gives him life the tzedakah gives him a new lease on life so that's the story we see from Shmuel Ein Mazal Yisra. Shmuel didn't argue all the way even Shmuel we saw he said if he's Jewish if he's Jewish this is going to make a difference Omid Rabbi Akiva Nami, Ein Mazal Isra. From Rabbi Akiva also, we have a proof, Ein Mazal Isra. Did Rabbi Akiva have Lebrato? Rabbi Akiva had a daughter. Amri Le Kaldoi, these Chaldeans, they're really serious stargazers. Ahu Yoma, Da'ila, Lebei, Ganona. When, on that day, when your daughter goes to the to the uh, bridal room, she, she's married on the day of her marriage. Torik lechavia, umesa. On that day, she will be bit by a snake and die. Havidoig amelsa tuva. Rebbe was very concerned about this matter. He definitely took it seriously. Ahuyoma. What happened on the day of her wedding? So she took her hairpin, she had an ornament in her hair, and she put it into the wall. They used to stick their pins into the walls. They used to stick everything into the walls. I don't know exactly. They didn't have walls like we do. There's a very big issue on Pesach to check the walls carefully because they use their walls. Churin is stuck in They put things in the walls. Save some uh, Cheerios for later. Who knows what they're doing? But, so she stuck her, her hairpin in the wall. Isrami. And she was uh, able, to, when she stuck into the wall, she put it through the eye of a snake. The snake was on the wall. And she just put her hairpin in the wall. And it the pin went straight through the eye of the snake. This was dark? Apparently. So she didn't see the snake. Correct. But Safra, in the morning, when she took her hairpin out, So it came out, the snake. The dead one? Now it's a dead snake, yes. And the snake came out skewered with his hairpin. Pretty amazing. Amar la Avua, her father said to her, Rabbi Kiva said, Mayavad, what did you do? Amar Lefanya, in the evening, Osa Anya, Kara Ababa. In the evening when we were celebrating the wedding, a poor person came, 
calling it the gate. And the whole world was busy with the feast. Nobody heard it. Nobody came to, to help him. Camino, so I got up. Shakalti Luristanai. Bach says, Pirush Chelik Suda Shili. I took my portion of the meal. It's not the obviously. You have to know that I gave it to him. Amar la mitzvah of Rabbi Kiva said to you, did a mitzvah, you gave this tzedakah. Nofak, Rabbi Kiva vidorash. Rabbi Kiva went out and gave the same drasha that we saw before with Shmuel. And charities saves from death. The low mimisa mishon, and not only from an unusual death, ela mimisa atma, from death itself. Another proof that ain't Mazal Yisrael. According to Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, what happened? Ain Mazal Yisrael, the email of Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, the mother of Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, Amri La Kadai, these Chaldeans with their stargazing, told her, Baruch Ganvahat. Your son is going to be a ganav. He's going to be a thief. Oh. Lo. She did not leave him with an uncovered head. From a very young age, she made sure he was wearing a yamaka. Amr She would tell him, keep your head covered. Kihechi. In order that you have upon you the fear of heaven. And she would daven for him. Rashi says, It sounds like Rashi is saying that, that she's telling him to daven. You daven. Where are Yamaka and Davin? Ask for divine mercy. Love Yoda, Amaika Amrale. She didn't know. Ma, what are you so nervous about? He had no idea. Right, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said he thought his mother was a little bit extreme over here. Yomachad, one day, Yosef Kagaris, one time he was sitting and learning. Tute Dikla Nofa Glimo. In his, there was a, uh, he was sitting underneath a date palm and his cloak fell, Miloy, from on top of him, Reshe of his head. So he had a cloak covering his head, like his mother said, and suddenly it slipped down. Dolly Eine, he lifted up his eyes, Chazula Dikla, and he saw. This date palm. Amli Yitzra and his evil inclination was very powerful. Solik Paske Likibur Bishine. He went up and bit off the cluster of dates with his teeth. 
Rashi says, Kibura, Lechol uh, Eshkol Tamarim, a, a cluster of, of dates, Vadekel Lo Shalohaya. By the way, this was not his tree. <laughs> so he bit off the cluster. He's got all these dates over here because his, uh, his hoodie fell down. <laughs> Unbelievable. So then he realized why his mom was saying he better pray. Pray for mercy. Okay, so this is a story in the other direction, really, that the, the lack of extra zahiras, the lack of prayers, sounds like he didn't take it seriously, led him to be ensnared with the muzzle. It doesn't say that he actually ate them, but certainly sounds like it, that he, uh, if he bit off the, the cluster with his teeth, it sounds like he at least took them. I don't know uh, what happened next. The Gemara doesn't recount if he actually ate them or was able to uh, hold himself back and return them. But also doesn't say how old he was at this point. Doesn't say. Al Kopanim, here we see another story that the Gemara is interpreting as a support for the Shita, the Rabbi Yochanan espouses, Ein Mazel Ligisra. Uh, this last one is is really quite shocking. More than all the others, because it's not just what's typically perceived as a matter of fortune, the, the hand you are dealt. It could be smart, foolish, uh, wealthy, poor. No, these are our circumstances. But this... To be a thief or not to be a thief, that already is not just a matter of fortune. This seems to be touching on a matter that's more personal than just the hand you're dealt, but your your realm of free will. Right, what's going on over here? This is, is quite shocking. Especially since it's being brought as a support for the opinion of Ein Mazal Yisrael. And first of all, according to the opinion, the first opinion, way back when, if you recall, Rabbi Hanina, he says, there is Mazal, Yish Mazal Yisrael. What are you going to say about that? <laughs> what are you going to do with that opinion? And according to both opinions, Yish Mazal, Lu'umos Ha'olam, what are you going to say about this? This, this is quite, quite shocking over here. What, what are the, why is this relevant to the discussion of Mazel altogether? Quite shocking. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's, that's the Gemara. I'm going to explore some different shitas about this. Keep this in mind. I wanted to go back to Tosus, if you recall. And then Marsha explains Tosus. Ein mazel Yisrael, kasfu hatosus. Veha Tosus says, "Bonechayim ezoni." Gemara in Moikatam says that it's not dependent on merit. Schus elave mazel depends on fortune. Kamakom aydei schus gadol mishtane. 
In a nutshell, that's Tosfus. I can let kosher. This is not so simple. Dim Kane, the Rebbe Chanino, the Omar Yesh Mazli Yisrael, Afilu Aydes Chus Godol, Lo Mishtane. The Masha is keeping tabs. Right? He says, okay, so you're pushing on the Shita, on the opinion that's clearly the way the whole Gemara is going. Ein Mazli Yisrael. But there's an opinion that we've left in the dust over there in the very beginning, Yish Mazal Yisrael, and you're making compatible the Gemara Moed Katun that says that certain things, children, life, sustenance, life expectancy and sustenance, are not dependent on merit, but rather are dependent on schus. You're saying that is in accordance with the opinion over here of Ein Mazal Yisrael, that means it's against the opinion of Yesh Mazal Yisrael. That means not giving much room for Yesh Mazal Yisrael. That means that even through all the prayers and all the merits, nothing's doing. It's stuck. The Mazal is fixed. I feel it is Chos God, a low Mishtan. Vechol Yehude Yatero Bebrochus Im Tishmu Beklos Im Lo Tishmu Eimernke says, hey, we have a problem over here. H- how do you deal with all the brachas and klaus in the Torah? If you read the Torah, <laughs> right? It says, it's, like, it's a contract. We accepted a contract. God and the Jewish people entered into a contract. And the contract depends on schuyas, on merits, or lack of merits. It says, you, let's, let's take a look. The Rambam speaks of that. In Hochus Tshuva, in the beginning, in Perek Tesalach Aleph, Ma'uzeh shekos b'chol ha-tarkula, im tishmu yegi'a lechem, v'im lo tishmu yikra eschem. All the fine print of the Torah. If you listen, you're going to have all these blessings. In this world, all the blessings are this world. It's not talking about spiritual bliss in the world to come. You look in the Torah, it says... All the fine print is talking about this world. It's all this world. You listen, you'll have satiation. You don't listen, you're going to have hunger. Don't listen, there'll be war. You listen, there'll be peace. If you listen, you'll have a glorious kingdom. If not, you'll be lowly. Yeshiva's hearts vigolos. You listen, you'll dwell in the land. You don't listen, you'll go into exile. Slochos maeseid avaseido. You'll be successful in your actions or lose. Shakol divrebris. All the, the words of the covenant, all the various fine print in the Torah. It's all in this world. Kol osan advarm emes hayu vigiyu. It's all true. It's all true. What's the Chiddush? Yes, the Rambam over here is explaining that that's not really the Schar Mitzvahs. The Schar Mitzvahs is Olam Haba. Because 
all this fine print is not the full extent of reward and punishment. So, the Ramam explains. Person follows the Torah, they will fulfill everything that's in it. They will understand the Torah and merit through it the life of the world to come. In accordance with the greatness of his deeds and his wisdom, he will merit. A person does the Torah correctly, fulfills the Torah, so any obstacles that hold him back from fulfilling it will be removed. Gigon, such as holy illness, melchama, war, raw, famine. And all of the blessings, it's not the reward, but it is the facilitator for us to actually fulfill his hera and not be in, impeded or hindered from doing so. Kegon, sova, shalom. That we shouldn't be toiling all day just to make ends meet. We should have opportunity to learn the wisdom of the Torah. To fulfill his commands. To merit the eternal life. So, clearly, says the Marsha, this position is, is a kasha. The position that Tosa seems to be placing the, the marginalized opinion, the first opinion in the Gemara, that Yesh Mazel Li Rabbi Hanino says, it's written in stone. There's nothing you can do about it. That opinion is saying that even even through great merit, it can't change. In fact, the Marsha, what do you mean? The whole, the whole terrorist says not that way. So <laughs> he doesn't understand. How could that be? Yeah. Ella. The Torah says it depends on the merits or the lack thereof of the Jewish people. All the fine print of the Torah. You do it, you have whatever you need to fulfill it. You don't do it, it's going to be a rough ride. That is said for Klal Yisrael, for the Klal. In general, so he says, even according to Rabbi Hanino, it says Yesh Mazel Yisrael. He says that's for the individual, but for the Klal, for the Rabbim, that's where the Torah is saying, as a whole, the Jewish people collectively are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They will merit all the the blessings, and if they don't collectively then they will have all these terrible things befall them. And the whole range of debate here is for the individual. According to Rabbi Hanino, fortune 
confers wisdom and wealth. For the individual. Rabbi Yochanan says, even for the individual, there's no hard and fast immutable fate. That's why Tosus asks from the Gemara in Moed Katan that's discussing the individual. Because by the individual is the subject of debate. Also, the Gemara in Yavamis talks about meriting to have extension of their life expectancy. That's talking about the individual. That is Tosus. That's the Teretz of the Marsha to explain Tosus. The Ritva disagrees. Ritva says, La b'schusatali milsa, Ritva's commentary on white cotton, Pirish, Chas v'sholom, She hei toli b'mazol legamri. De kaimelon ein mazol yisro. Right, so, these three things, Chai Muzoni, he says, these three things, Aruchas Yomim, Bonim, and Mazonos, don't depend on merit, but Chas V'Sholom, that it should be completely dependent on Mazel. Dikaimelon Ein Mazel Yisrael. Because we hold Ein Mazel Yisrael. That definitely is the, this overwhelming opinion in our Gemara. But And if you say that, then you negate the blessings and curses that are numerous in the Torah. It's clear. This is this is very. You're touching at the heart of what is relevant to the brachos and klolos. So it says this is what it's talking about. It's not a question of pure merit. There also is an element of fortune. A great merit can negate the influence of the fate or fortune. This is not the, what everybody can achieve and aspire to, but it's Sadiq Gomer, someone who's entirely righteous. So, yeah. On Yom Kippur, don't we say that, that, uh, for the year, who is going to live, who is going to die, who will be healthy, who will be sick, who will be wealthy, who will be poor. All those things are dependent on our tshuva and, uh, and uh, how we, you know, how we uh, conduct ourselves leading up to, uh, leading up to Yom Kippur. Yes, we, we do say that. And that is in accord with the halacha that we do paskin, as the Ritva says, 
as the Ramban says as well, we paskin ein mazal Yisra. So through zechuyos, tefillah, and tzedakah, tshuva as well, zechuyos Rashi says, a person can change the gzera, the, the, the fate. So that, that is how we paskin. And so so the, the Ridva is bothered by the same question that Marshall is asking. And the, the surprising explanation of the Ridva, meaning, how is Ridva really answering the question? Although he says, we paskin, ain mazal Yisrael, but what about the other shita? That's really where the Marsha asks the kasha, right? Marsha says, there is another shita here. Maybe his Yom Kippur service looked a little different, but, but still, <laughs> what, what do you do with all the, the brachas and klolos in the Torah? That's, that's something that's uh, not negotiable. So, so the Ritva is bothered by that kasha, and that's why he says, even this opinion has to have room for merit to play a role. Uh, but he does not address how Rabbi Hanino is going to learn. Right? He's, he's busy working Ali B'Dehel He doesn't say the Marshal's Teretz. I don't know how, how he would interpret Rabbi Hanino, which is the marginalized opinion. It's still an opinion. He doesn't, he doesn't really address that. He just says it has to be this way because the Torah. Ah, Rabbi Hanino. He's not talking about Rabbi Hanino. He's, sounds like he's rejecting him as, as Kimanta Lessa, as, as a, such a marginalized opinion that it's Kilo Tiyufta. It's, it's marginalized beyond being a, a tenable position. That's the steam of Sloshan Erdva sounds like he's entirely marginalizing it. Although perhaps he would say something like the Marsha in defense of, of that opinion, differentiating between Yochid and Rabin. That's it's possible. He just is not addressing that opinion. He's, he's working Alib Dehulchasa. He's saying you cannot learn the Gemara in Moid Katan as, as being so, uh, giving so much to the realm of Mazel, to, to a matter of fortune. That cannot be when you have the context of all the blessings and curses that are dependent on keeping the Torah. The Meiri on the Gemara Moed Katan, he has a different opinion. He says, A person should never hold himself back from the hope of mercy and from beseeching God in prayer. And he should understand and know that prayer and charity can push around fate. In, in every arena. And do not concern yourself with what is written here in Moed Katan. That 
lifespan, children, and sustenance do not depend on merit, but rather depend on fortune. Because it's the opinion of a marginalized, so it's an individual opinion that is, is uh, not to be considered. It cannot be born by the ways of our religion. This opinion is far out. It says, don't worry about it. Forget about it. In any way. Wow, the Me'iri is really coming out strong. He's swinging. He says, this idea that Rava says, it's, a, it's so marginalized, just, just forget about it. And there's no way to, to, to accept it. And it, I'll explain to you how weak is this teaching. She's, he's attacking Rav. Do you understand what's going on over here? What is the whole reason he's saying this? What brings him to this conclusion? I mean, come on. You've got a very serious substantiation to come out with such a claim. He saw Rabba and Rav Chista, in his mind, they were on equal footing. Rav Chista Chayo, Shitin Shonin, Agamara says 92 years, Rabba Chaya, Arboin Shonin, Rabba lived for 40 years. Rav Chista, Shotin Hilule Harbe, Shitin Hilule, sorry, in the house of Chista, they had 60 celebrations. Birabo, she's in Tichli. And in the house of Rabo, they had 60 uh, reasons to mourn. They had so much wealth in the house of Rav Chista that they even had a fine flower for the dogs. In the house of Rabo, they just had barely barley bread. No mishakoch and and heino shaloi vilaze elamash ra'ah mehadar sidur. So there wasn't the uh, mishakoch. They didn't. They didn't have enough. There was barely enough of this barley bread. So. So why didn't did they hmm? just give instead of giving the finest flowers to the dogs? I'm sure they gave tzedakah also. I'm sure he gave tzedakah. Lumar says so, I think, explicitly. He gave tzedakah. But this is being brought as a proof that there's not dependent on merit, but rather dependent on mazel. The Me'iri says this is a very weak proof. It says he's only saying part, he doesn't know everything. And he's, he really is going on the offensive here. He's mamish, he's... He's, he's attacking Rovel. And this has been a, a, a scourge. It's, it's, it's caused many to question the truth. As is known to those that understand. He's really not happy about this Gemara. He's saying it's an opinion that is so marginalized it cannot be reconciled with the Jewish religion. <laughs> that... Okay, that's what, he, that's what the Me'iri hints at. He says, 
many people have questioned the truth. <laughs> That's what he's when he's talking about many people, he's talking about other Ashonim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's got he's got uh in the cross here it's Hosus, exactly. That's right. He says, just throw it out. It's it's so marginalized, don't even bother with it. That's the Meiri's opinion, which is pretty shocking. I mean, normally, you know, Tamachlokis and the Gemara, you can pask in one way, like the Rudva says, you know, he says, Kaimalon, we pask in, Ein Mazel Yisrael. But uh, the, the Meiri really comes out swinging. Okay. So, the Meiri Lachera is coming does it, from the message of the Rambam. And that's really, Meiri in general goes like the Rambam. What does the Rambam say? If you take a look in Hilchot Azar, Perikit Aleph, Halochaches, Ezehu Me'onein, who is a Me'onein, which is a prohibition in the Torah, Elu nosneitim. Those are people who give over the times. Shaomrim beistagninus. They say in the stargazing, Yom ploni tov, Yom ploni ra. Today is fortuitous time, or today is bad time. Yom ploni roy lasos monachaplonis. Today is a great day to do some something. Shana plonis, chodesh ploni, ra ledaver ploni. Or this year, or this month is good or bad for, or for a certain activity. Right, so, L'chera, just reading the Rambam, he's saying this is a biblical prohibition, Me'onin. So, L'chera, according to the Rambam, he would be shaking his head if he would see Mishinichnas Adar, Marba Mesimcha, Mishinichnas Av, Mematin Mesimcha, these are times that are auspicious either to enter into a court case or not to enter into a court case uh, with Einam uh, Yehudim. This L'chaira, according to the Rambam, is, is a, within the realm of, of Me'onin, Stagninus, saying this month is auspicious for this or, or not. And therefore, uh, making one's, one's course of action based on that. Also, Laonin, he says. And he says it's even without taking action. He says it's the, the matters of foolishness. The fools think that it's true and wise. And he makes his actions in accordance with those that forecast from the heavens, from the constellations. He gets lashes. Don't be a ma'onin. Don't follow the directives of the ma'onin. He gives lashes for that. Hovre Shamayim. Not. Does he hold that this is true only for 
only for Jews, or does he say is he saying that the whole thing is foolish in general? He's saying the whole thing is foolish. That is definitely the opinion of the Rama. He reiterates that later in the end of the chapter. He says all who believe these things as, that are superstitious, he says, and thinks in his heart that they're true, but the Torah prohibited them. They are only from the fools, and people that are lacking understanding, knowledge. He says, the, the, this is something that you wouldn't expect to find other than among women and minors that they don't fully understand. Those that have wisdom, and those that have true understanding, they'll know with solid proofs. All these things that the Torah prohibited have no root in wisdom. They're nothingness. They're drawn after by those that are lacking full understanding. And they have uh, cast aside all the ways of truth on their account. And that is why the Torah says you shall be wholesome. Go wholesome with your God because these things can lead a person astray. But not because there's any validity or truth whatsoever. That is the opinion of the Ramah. Ramah says it's all bunk. And the Me'iri follows after the base message of the Ramah. However, not everybody agrees with the Ramah and Me'iri. If you recall, the Ramah said, Hovre Shomayim. It's a Pasuk. Pasuk in Yishaya. Memzayin Yigimel. Novi says, Nilis Brov Atsa Sayach Yamduna Yoshiuch Ve Hovre Shomayim Hachosim Akochovim Modiam Lechadoshim Ashe Yavo Me Asher Yavo Aloich. So Rashi says that these stargazers. Tagum says, Tsofe Shomayim. They see in the heavens. Mevare Alichas Amazolos. See the constellation, the zodiac. What do they see? Modiyam Nechadoshim Asher Yavo Elaych. They see from the new things. Me Asher Yavo Elaych. That shall come upon you. Ki Bishadish Levono. Says Rashi, at the time of the new moon, Roim Bishas Maladato, at the time of its new birth, Miktsas Mimashasi Lavo, they do see a glimpse of what will come to pass. The Ain Yodin Kol Habir, they don't see and understand at all with clarity. Lakach Nema Me'asher, that's why the verse says, from that which will come to, be, to you. They don't see everything, but they see part of it. So that's why it says, But they, they do see part of what will come to pass. 
see um, Pyro, he had these stargazers that knew about Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, that's what Rashi, that's Rashi. Also about Kohav named Ra'a. Right, that's Rashi Lishitaso. Rashi is saying that there, there is a Chachmah here, it's just incomplete. It's not, it's not an, a vehicle to see a full picture, just fragments. No, the Ramam disagrees with this. The Ramam says, Hover Shemaim is bunk. That is what the Ramam says. What about the Jumaah? I mean, Avli did have some truth to what he was saying. Hmm. What is the Ramam going to do with the Gemara? There was a snake there. What's the Ramam going to do with the Gemara? He was saved from death. It sounds like that he would have died if not for... Yeah. It's, not he did. it's an excellent question. What's the Ramam going to do with the Gemara? The Ramban asked the question. Yeah. Right. The Ramban says, Rambam Zal, he says this actually in Psochim Kofid Gimel, Rambam Zal, Kosav, Shekola Osa Maisa Mipneha Haitztagninus, Kivin Malachta Oli Hosso Beis Shekova Hovre Shomaim, Harizel Loke, Mishamlosa Onenu, Vod Herech Loma, Shdivre Hevel, Fishtusheim, Vamamin Shifre Mamish, Okay? The Ramam starts calling you names, if you believe it. Okay? The Ramban says, by the way, the whole sugya doesn't go that way. <coughs> Sorry, Rambam, I hate to break it to you. The whole sugya doesn't go that way. The ode, There's a Gemara in Gitten, Dafim Hey concerning augury, listening to the birds say, says in Kohelas, the birds of the heaven will bring the voice, the tiarin is a augury, trying to discern the future from birds, and these matters need a lot of investigation, and great explanation. Wow. What does he mean by that? Nonetheless, don't be overly meticulous and strict with the sons of man, mere mortals, more than necessary. Is he saying to the Rambam not to be so strict? Uh, it sounds to me like he's saying of Ravilish. That what Rav Ilish heard, meaning, how, how could you reconcile that Misa with Shitas Harambam? Perhaps he's saying that people can see things, people can see patterns, people can have a perception of something, and and go with that. It's it's hard to be medactic. At what point is somebody doing something because of a gut feeling? And when is something a violation of engaging in a superstitious act? He's saying it's, it's hard to know the exact cutoff point to be medactic for Adam Yosemidai. He's saying, cut people some slack. Is what it sounds like. Mekom al Adam Yosemidai. 
Lachera, he's, he's trying to give a Pesach for the Rambam. Even though these are great people, he's saying, still, there's, uh, there's, there's room for having an intuition that's not necessarily in violation of blindly following a, a foolish superstition. He's saying there's, there's room, there's room, it's not black and white necessarily, and it, the Rambam doesn't have to throw out all these people and say, you get lashes, here, formal line, you get lashes, you get lashes. So, you know, the Rambam could cut people some slack too. That's what I think that Ramban is saying. It's, Rashi says he was a stargazer. How do you know that there's a snake <laughs> ready to kill this guy? How the the Chaldeans know that Rabbi Kiva's daughter, far out in the future, the day of her wedding, is going to has has her fortune that she's going to uh, get bitten and killed by a snake. So the Ramban is saying Lachera that that there's that there is room for such a thing right we, we do find the rivet also says that the, there are many gemaras many many gemaras substantiating the idea of mehush being concerned about something even if you don't necessarily believe it but it's a it's a reason for concern we see we do see in the gemara rabbi kiva was very concerned Right, the Gemara is very hard, according to the Rambam. He didn't do an act. Rikiva didn't, like, prevent her from getting married. Right, right. He could have done that in theory. Correct. If he he thought it was Sakana, he could have said, so don't get married. In fact, that's a very important point. Let's read what the Ramban himself says. Besides arguing on the Rambam, what does he actually say himself? He says... It sounds like you can listen to these stargazers and even believe what they're saying. Avram says, I looked at my stargazing. He was very concerned about this the stargazer's fortune telling for his daughter. Mamish. He didn't say, Oh, you see, they were wrong and it was nothing. He said, He, he believed it. The last story of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. The Ramban says, sometimes God performs a miracle for those who fear Him. To negate from them the decrees that are established by the constellations. Not that that they are independent or that they are determining 
mi yichyet v'mi yomos, but they are part of chukei teva. It's part of the natural order. The, the fate, says Ramban, is a part of a natural order, but sometimes God does perform miracles for those who fear Him to undermine those dictates. And they're from the hidden miracles. They are from the, the ways of the world. And he says it's hidden miracles, but the entire Torah is dependent upon them. Therefore, don't ask them. Don't, don't go to your local fortune teller. Ask them, what, what do you see in, in my future? Elo mehalach betmimos. The Torah says, what should you do? Go simply with your God. Shenemar tomim tiyeh Be wholesome. Don't search after what will be, what is your fortune for the future. Vim robahem dovar shilokertsono. And if it bludgeons a person on the face, they said, hey, you know what's going to happen to your daughter on the day of her wedding? He didn't go asking. They came telling. So, he saw something, then try and increase one's merit, fulfill commands, and increase one's prayer. But if somebody did have this perception that today is not a good day to do whatever job it is, he should be vigilant and avoid it. The Enos HaMechalinis do not rely on a miracle. So why didn't Shmuel stop the group? If he knew that this guy was going to die? Or he didn't know the guy died. Adrav, he said he won't die. Yeah, but why didn't he stop him? If, if he knew that that's what the Sardis would have done. When you say, why didn't he stop? He, he it sounds like he died. It sounds like he died. He's just saying not to rely on a miracle. He's saying for himself. For himself. Don't rely on a miracle. For others. He says that he shouldn't, he should not rely on a miracle. He, if he has been given access to this information, so he should not rely on a miracle. He says, and I am of the opinion that it's prohibited to go against fortune, against the, the zodiacs, constellations, and rely on a miracle. This is so much so that not that a person should look at it, God can perform miracles to save a person, but he thinks it's also to go against it. If a person is aware of what the implications of their fortune are, so it's prohibited to not take that into account and rely on a miracle, which is a bit challenging for the, the, the case of Rabbi Akiva. Mm-hmm. Right, Rabbi Kiva's daughter is not obligated to get married necessarily. Yeah. So, an isha is not mitzvah; she's not obligated to get married per se. So, so it, it, once that's the case, we don't find Rabbi Kiva telling his daughter, "Just don't get married." 
he was concerned about it. Obviously, he davened. And she, she was, fortunately, right, she had this zechus of tzedakah. She was saved from the, this gzera uh, of Misa. But we don't find the Ramban saying that it's also to go kenegra mazolos and to be somechananis to that extent. It, it sounds like getting married is something that even if it's not a chiyuv, a full-fledged chiyuv, that's something that she needs to do. It could be that he holds, like the Ramam says, that there is a chiyuv for an isha to get married, even if it's not because of Puravu, but she's mukhyevis to get married nonetheless. Perhaps, perhaps he holds it's a chiyuv, so therefore, not helping some chanis. But perhaps even without that, perhaps he's saying that that it's also to be somech alanes in a flippant, a cavalier manner. But not that one has to give up their, their life's dreams and, and what they want to do on the, on the magnitude of getting married just because the stargazer said that it's life-threatening. And so that that's, uh, certainly is, is conceivable. But nonetheless, the Ramban takes it very seriously. And he says, it's also to go against the Mazolos. L'chera, that's the Masumatan with, with Avram Avinu. Right? Avram Avinu. L'chera, it's a Pliyat Suma. Right? What, what, what is Avram Avinu saying? God says, you're going to have a son. And Avram Avinu says, you know, God... I'm, I'm quite a proficient stargazer. You know, you know what I noticed? I noticed it's not happening. You know, he's talking to God over here, right? What is going on? So the Ramban says, also this Mahalanes. Doesn't everyone know like, that the stargazers are so close to much, much less... Much less what? Much less substantial. We don't actually tell the truth. Who said it? Okay, so if he's apparently he was very good at it, but still, God is God. So according to the Ramban, he's saying there's an Isser to be Somach Alanes. Isser to be Somach Alanes. So he's concerned that this Besura God is giving him against the Mazel is constituting Somach Alanes. And that's something he doesn't want to do. Why wouldn't he want to do that? What's wrong with being Somech And the Ramban says it's also. And the Ramban says it's also to be Somech Where do we find also to be Somech Rashi uses that Nusach also. It's also to be Somech Why can't he be He's saying if it's a nace. So the Gemara is in Tainus Chafim Abbeis. A person should never put themselves into a circumstance of danger. And say, no problem, a miracle will be performed for me. Maybe a miracle will not be performed for him. And even if a miracle is performed for him, 
It's going to cost him. It's going to come out of his account. The miracle is not going to be free. He's going to lose his merits because of it. That that was Yaakov Vino's concern. That he's losing out, benefiting from miracle. And Rashi says it also, a little bit later. Story over there, tiny little later, of a miraculous bounty. And there's an aversion to benefiting from that. Rashi says, why is there an aversion? It's prohibited for a person to benefit from miraculous occurrences. If a miracle is performed from him, it's going to reduce his merits. So, in some Kalanes, Osir, Ramban said it's Osir, and that's in Muscle Rashi also, Osir. So, what is actually the Yishuv then? And, okay, so you understand what Avram Avinu is saying back to God that he doesn't want. To violate this natural law in a miraculous fashion that he's going to benefit if it's also to be nana from Mycenaeism. So what, what's, the, what's the response to that? How, how, is, how is God answering, addressing that question? So the Ben Yoda explains. Even the Amalei Rachmana, Hashayetzim Ve'ach, Ma Mokum Yish Ledvarim Ele, Shadiber Ata. How is there room for Avram Avinu to speak at all? Shadnir Ki Ilu Amar Chas Vechalila Avtocha Zul Lo Efshelias. It sounds almost, God forbid, as though he's saying that it's impossible for this promise to materialize. That can't be. Venirli Bisatzed Shmael, Devadai Mamin Shagad Baruch Yishana Lo Hamazel. He certainly believed. That the Holy One, blessed be He, would change for him his fortune. Viyolit, and he will have children. He was nonetheless concerned that this is called benefiting from miracles. That's why he presented these words before God. If God would somehow fix this problem, and God explained to him, this is not in violation of being driving benefit from miraculous occurrences. I'm going to first change your mazel. It's not that it's going to go against your mazel. That would be a, a direct violation of the natural order. I'm not going to have you, Avram, Right, you, you, uh, in in your current situation, that is not able to have children, have a child. I'm going to change your muzzle. After your muzzle changes, then it won't be a miracle. So that's not called benefiting from mycenaeism. The nace is changing the muzzle. After the muzzle changes, so memelo, 
he's going to be able to have children, and that's not miraculous. So, so that's the, the Ben Yoyada's explanation of the Shaklavataya, of this conversation. That's not so miraculous, but... Okay. <laughs> right. It, it's definitely... Definitely is miraculous, but by Sarah also. She... She was youthful. So it was not... Not... Uh, that, that was the miracle, as it were. I'll call upon him. This... Uh, the Ramban... Is is learning our Gemara, not like the Rambam, not like Lachar the Meiri. He's saying it is meant to be taken as, as a relevant consideration. So much so that he, although he says not to seek out the fortunes, like don't go to a fortune teller. Still, if one somehow comes to know what the fortune portends, he said it's prohibited to go against Mazalus and to rely on a miracle. That is Shita's Ramban. And the Ramban includes himself in the category of those that the Ramam is making fun of. Just for, for the record. Yes. So, if you take a look in Shulchan Aruch, Yerdeya, Simen Kufayim Tes, Siv Beis. Machaber says, Novu she'e maschilim bebeis v'dalad, ve'nos noshim el b'mil v'vono, meaning to get married, and when the moon is waxing, says the Ramah, Ulechei novu gamkin lahaschil limu b'rosh chodesh. Start, Learning, Zman, Rosh Chodesh, Gavpi, She'en Nichush, Yish Simen. Even though it's not Nichush, which is prohibited, to determine, determine one's actions based on uh, what seems to be an uncorrelated, superstitious uh, event. But, so it's not the Isif Nichush, but there is simen. There's such a thing as simen. It's an s- indication. You have an indication. Words taken straight out of the Ramban. Right, so the Ramah brings the Ramban lehalacha. It says that there is such a thing as a simen. Right, the Ravid also disagrees with the Rambam. He says simen. And to be choshish for that simen. He says just... He says both ways. Don't be choker after this because of tamim tiyeh. But a person shouldn't be so mechalanis if he knows something is against the mazal. Right, of course... According to the, the Rambam, he'll never know something's against the Mazel. He'll say it's, it's all, all irrelevant. Yeah, so 
the the, the Pasha Mashmos of the Rambam is is going even further than than all the Shittas over here. He's learning that uh, also by by Goyim. It's, it's just totally irrelevant. Lachera. That's the, the Pasha Pshat in the Rambam. It's no such thing. But according to the other Rishonim, so it seems generally accepted that Ein Mazl Yisrael, Aval Yesh Mazl, Olam, which that itself is, is very hard to understand. So if you take a look in Nida. Gemara says, So by, perp- by, by conception, so there's a Malach who brings before God these determinations. Will this person become strong or weak, wise or foolish, rich or poor? But it's not determined whether he shall be righteous or wicked. In accordance with Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina said, everything is in the hands of heaven. Chutz The one thing that is not determined by one's circumstance is the fear of heaven. That is up to us. Rabbi Yochanan Okay, that's Hamshach Legemara. But this Rabbi Hanino, which is together with the Rabbi Hanino in Arsuk, it says, Yish Mazel Yisrael. That's the same opinion. This opinion says, everything is fixed. Set, set up, de- predetermined as it were. You have your, your hand is dealt to you, except for your shaman. That is up to you. If you take a look over here, the Ein Mishpat quotes this la'alacha, this Rabbi Hanino, la'alacha, chutz mir shaman. He says, where is this right la'alacha? Maimon, perk hei, melchus shuva, kol ha-perk. Very interesting tzion. Where is he coming from? He says, this is brought la the entire fifth chapter of repentance in the Ramah. That's the whole subject matter is. That we have free will. Take a look over there. It's interesting. He's not been signed to one halacha. It's the whole fifth chapter. Alright? So we pass in like this. So look at Tosos. Hakol b'dei shamayim chutz miyur shamayim. Ube'elu naros de'omar. Hakol b'dei shamayim chutz 
Everything is in the hands of heaven other than fever and chills. Here we're discussing the, the facets of humanity, of, of their qualities and their characteristics. They were talking about something that's external, get, catching a cold, getting sick. That cold needs our love. It's not possible for a person to strike with their finger down below. Unless it is de- decreed from above. A person could guard himself from catching illness. Be careful. That's not a You be careful. saw that he's going to have children that were not Sadiqim. Sounds like they would. There's a decree. They're going to be rotten kids, or at least a rotten kid. What do you do? Argumar says no. That's not determined. Doesn't say it's Hadika Russia. It was not a determination, but just a future perception. This is what will be. It's not that it was decreed, but it was foretold. And it's similar to what the the Ravid explains in the seeming stira between Bahira and Yidiya. How does God know everything and be omniscient and we have free will that we are responsible for? So he says that something can be perceived and seen without it being a decree. So that's Tosus's Teretz. The Ode, the habit of Tolba Mazel, Kerem Bishilim Shabbos, Ma Tisyalib Bit Sedek, Ye Tzidkon, Mitzvah, Tisyalib Bit Shabbos, Skare Kedisha, Hey. The end of our Gemara. That this Chaldean said to the mother of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Your son is going to be a thief. And that's Tolly and Mazel. What's the answer? What's the answer here? Tosus quotes this, but what's the answer? The gears is a little bit problematic. The ode, the ein zebide shemaim ki enikar shbaruch rotsel shanos hiluch hamazals. And this is not in the hands of heaven because God does not wish to change the course of the constellations. That is what Tosa says here. In my ram. Yeah. What does he say over here? 
Velo kedas ralbag v'siato. Not like the ralbag. Okay. Velo de'ein zebidei shamayim. That which the Tosa says many things are dependent on fortune. This is what he means to say. There are many things that are not given to the hands of man, but rather in the hands of heaven. And they're his fortune. He's saying there's a third category. There's Bide Adam, Bide Shemaim, and Bide Mazel. He's saying it's a third category. And God doesn't want to change that natural order. He's saying, Ki'ilu, the, the way that the Chacham uh, Shlomo is saying over here, is explaining Tosfus, he's, he's understanding that there's an element of, of this being not Bidei Adam, and it's technically Bidei Shemayim, but Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't want to change the Chukei Ateva. It's, it's a natural order. So he doesn't want to change it as it were. And even though it's not specifically ordained, it's an element of, shall we call it, lacking Hashgacha. Not full Hashgacha Pratis. That's the way it sounds like he's saying Yeah. And the Pasik in Devorin, Kaidala Pasik Yutes, Pantiso Enecha Shamaimo, lest you raise your eyes to the heavens, Roiso Esashemesh, and you shall see the sun, the Serech, and the moon, the Sekochovim, and the constellations, called Sevashemaim, all the hosts of the heavens, Vinidachto, and you cast aside Vishtahavisulem, and you bow down to them. And you serve them. That they have been given by God, your God, to all the nations. Under all the heavens. So, this Pasuk is Darshan in Avarazara. The implication of this Pasuk is there's a difference between Klal Yisrael and Umus Olam, in this regard, it says that the stars, the heavenly hosts, they're given to all the nations. So the Netziv explains over here, that the nations are guided by nature through these emissaries of the constellations. Without divine intervention of providence from God. 
God places them in the firmament, you have the, the constellations, but it's not specifically guided. But when you are above Mazel, it's talking to the Jewish people, being above the directive, the, the strictures of fortune, the truth is that they cannot do good or evil of their own volition. They are just part of the heavenly host. But if you are above Mazel, so there's no, there's no reason, even according to that mistaken philosophy that they they are vested with some power. It's not true. It, just like the bank teller has no power to refuse to give you your money or to give you money that's not in your account. They're just an emissary. They have no power whatsoever. So it's saying the same thing over here, but that's that's only true. I mean, the, 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 by, by Kal Yisrael, there's Hashkacha Pratis. Saying Lamala mina mina mazal, ain mazal Israel. But the way he's interpreting the idea of these mazalos is is hashkacha pratis me'ashem. That's the the Jewish people have the ability to transcend this, but he's implying that it's not necessarily the case. It's only adal kasheratim lamala mina mazal. It's conceivable that a person could, by their choices, subject themselves to the natural order of things and remove Hashkacha Pratis and put themselves in the circumstance of Yesh Mazel. Not just Yisrael, but Lekule Almo Yesh Mazel, and him included if he removes the divine providence from himself. The Arachayim Akadosh, in his commentary in Vayikra, Yudches Beis, he says something that, that seems to go with the Pashib Shat in our Gemara, which is very surprising, Misvara. So he says, that he's discussing the obligation of the Jewish people to be vigilant against falling into the culture of Egypt from where they came or to Canaan where they're going. And that is a, a challenge. He says that that's, that's not a simple matter. Hineadua. It's known. Every command that God has given over to his holy nation are commands that a person can stand up in them. He can move, move himself, push himself to do them. This is something that is within the, the realm of full choice. All mitzvahs in the Torah. 
He says, Zulos Mrs. Precious arrives. There's a drive towards Arias that he says is not like other Averas. That requires extra vigilance, he says. A person needs to avoid thoughts and sights that would stimulate Arias. That's something that is not in the same order of full free will. And a person has to be vigilant to avoid circumstances that will lead to violation of these laws. And then he says a little bit later, He said, speak to the children of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Because the truth is, that amongst humanity, Zulus Yisrael, other than the Jewish people, they have a defense. They don't have the willpower to hold back from violating these laws. This is not true for you, the children of Israel. Inasmuch as I am the Lord your God. And it is divine providence. The divine power to transcend and succeed in vanquishing, overcoming the natural force, the physical natural forces. But he says this is unique to the Jewish people. It's a remarkable Arachayim HaKadosh. Ketsura tishle b'chome kishyaskim ish yisroel nistalik b'shem elohuso yishlot b'tivo. So he is giving a Pesach. He's, he's saying that there is somewhat of a claim of defense, as it were, for those that are not Jewish. They're just members of humanity, to say that they were honest. They were being pushed into something that they, had, they didn't uh, have a full choice in the matter. He says it's the full choice in the matter to transcend. His natural urges are given to the Jewish people. It requires hashkacha pratis to transcend that. So that's, that is a, a somewhat surprising Archaim, of course, that being said, there are limits on that as well that he's not speaking about. Clearly, in order for there to be reward and punishment, there must be free will. So, the defense that I had no choice means that there wouldn't be a punishment for that. And yet, the Torah does have a limited array of prohibited relationships that apply to non-Jews. So clearly, over there, they must have free will and a choice to be meticulous not to violate those laws. Now, how does that apply to us? It's a bit more complicated because included in the seven laws of Noah is a prohibition from stealing. Right? It's one of the seven. Mm -hmm. And yet, our Gemara seems to be saying that 
it's that this Jew had a muzzle to steal and it's supportive of the Shita of Ein Mazal Yisrael but implicit is Yesh Mazal La'akum and yet Goyim are non-Jews are held liable for theft how, how could, could one conceivably be miyash of this? I didn't see anybody discuss it directly, or at least I, I should say more precisely, I didn't see anybody give an answer. I did see the Al-Sheikh discuss it, and he says it's not a simple matter. The Al-Sheikh is on the Pasuk that I quoted to you in Devarim, if you want to look. But I'll tell you a, a Pesach that we do find, for example, there's an illness called kleptomania. Hmm. And it's a compulsion that is not a natural, it's not born out of a natural inclination to amass wealth or to avoid hunger. That's not what drives kleptomania. It's an illness. It's an illness. So, Perhaps that illness is the subject of what we're talking about. Will he be strong? Will he be weak? Will he be healthy? Will he be ill? We can include in that, perhaps, an illness of kleptomania. And for an illness, there will not be a punishment for violating the law if it was outside of their capacity to do so. If somebody was actually not able to restrain themselves, that doesn't mean that they can keep it, right? <laughs> Precautions need to be taken, but you won't have the punishment per se. It will not be a penalization for committing the crime if it was outside of their choice. They couldn't have done anything about it. So what they need to do is get treatment. They can get a treatment to, to try and heal themselves. But if that's their mazel, as it were, that they have this illness... So, that's not saying tzaddik or rasha. Tzaddik or rasha is within the realm of choice. A person can choose to be righteous, choose to be wicked. If something is an illness, so that would be beyond the parameters of their bachira. Enachanam. Okay. Moving along. Mishnah. Mechatrin es hadeluin lifnebehemo. Vezenevelifneaklovim. We cut gourds before animals to eat on Shabbos, and carcass before dogs. Rabbi Yudomer, Im lo haisa nevelem erev Shabbos, asura levisha enam nemuchan. Rabbi Yudomer says, if it was not already a carcass from before Shabbos, and therefore designated for animal food, then it would be prohibited because of muktzah, not menemuchan, not prepared. Itmar. Amar Ula, halach Rabbi Yehuda. Ula says, halach is like Rabbi Yehuda, that that is a case of Moksa. The Afrav, Savar Alakha Kabuda, Rav agrees. Midikarhi Dezuze Dirav Osai. That we find that uh, Rav held that you have these, Rashi says, Machtsolos, you have mats, Asuyasusfinos, that are made for boats. Machasos, Prakmatia, Shibisokhan. So these kind of like tarps made out of mats, would protect the wares on the boat. 
So he, he would consider it a moksa. That would seem to not be used for other things other than the schera. The rab also, Mishmuel, sorry, Shmuel takes the other side of that and says it's permitted. Bav lady saw Allah Lady also holds Allah like Rabbi Yehuda. the lady, Kihabu Maisi, Terifsa, the Kameh, the Yomatavo, that when they would bring an animal before Levi to check if it was a treifa on Yom Tov, right, they would shecht on Yom Tov, have fresh meat, but they have to check, make sure that it's kosher. How the lungs doing? Are they healthy? Everything. You don't have to check other things, but he needs to check the lungs. So, Lo he would not check until he was already sitting by the heap, the garbage heap. Maybe it won't be kosher. And since it was not mezuman, it was not an avela, it was not a carcass before Shabbos or Yom Tov, so it will be moktsa. So therefore, if I find out that it's not kosher, I want it to be where I'm not going to need to move it, by the garbage heap. So you see, if Askin also, <coughs> Levi also Paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel disagrees, as we saw already. Shmuel took the other side of Rav with those uh, tarps. He holds like Rabbi Shimon that it's not Moksa. Zairi also says Halachas like Rabbi Shimon was lenient, did not lo Mishnah says that an animal that died don't move it from its place. Zairi explained the Mishnah as follows: an animal that was sanctified. That after it dies, it must be buried. It's not fit for feeding animals. But if it was chulin, just a regular animal, even though it was not a carcass before Shabbos, still, it's not muktzah. Now that it died on Shabbos, it could be used for animal food. Does Rabbi Yochanan really hold that halacha is like Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Yochanan says the halacha is in accordance with a Stam Mishnah. We have a Stam Mishnah. You don't chop wood from the Kairos. Rashi says, they're, they're set aside for construction. So you can't use these, wood, these woods for firewood. And not from a beam that was broken on Yom Tov. It's a Stam Mishnah. And that seems to be like Rabbi Yehuda. It says it is Moksa. We don't say that now that it's fit for firewood, you can move it. It was set aside for Binyan, which is Aser, on Yom Tov. And he says, even now, it still retains that Aser. Rabbi Yehuda. He holds that it's not a Stam Mishnah. Kasha was, he says, we passed it like a Stam Mishnah, and this is a Stam Mishnah. No, he says it's not a Stam Mishnah, but the Mishnah is taught in the name of Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda. Toshma, come in here. Another Stam Mishnah that would seem to be a Kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. Maschin Baremas Hateven, Avalo Be'etzim Shabamoksa. Maschin, Rashtis Lahasik, you can start lighting on Yom Tov. Baremas Hateven, so you have. Uh, te- uh, f- tevin is straw that's starting to rot. And the primary use for it would be just to burn it to get some heat from it. You can use that, but not the wood that is in the muktzah. Muktzah, Rashi says, 
It set aside a place to store wood for the winter. So over there it's it's stored. So Rabbi Yochan will tell you that even though it's a Stam Mishnah, and we pass like a Stam Mishnah, that's not talking about regular wood. It's talking about special wood that Rashi says, Omdin Labinyan. Special wood that is, in fact, set aside for Binyan, and even Rabbi Shimon agrees to Muktsa Machmas Chison Kis. If something is set aside, you don't want to use it for other usages on Shabbos, just for Binyan, in this case. You just want to use it for Malacha. It's called Muktsa Machmas Kis. That's a type of Muktsa that Rabbi Shimon agrees to. Toshma, another Kasha, Stam Mishnah, that would seem to be against this sack of saying Rabbi Yochanan agrees with the halachas like Rabbi Shimon. Ein mashkin v'shochtin es hamidbarios, avo mashkin v'shochtin es habaisios. So we don't give to drink and slaughter wild animals, but we do give to drink and slaughter the animals of of the house, meaning the part of the, the uh, not just domesticated, but Part of the farm. Rabbi Yochanan stomach rina So you're right. We don't have a teretz on that one. That does seem to say that he's holding its muksa like Rabbi Yehuda. But we have a different teretz. Rabbi Yochanan has another stam mishnah, and when you have two stam mishnahs that argue, you got to pick one of them. You say we pass like stam mishnah, but when they're they're in conflict with each other, one of them is going to win. And we have another mishnah that is like Rabbi Shimon, so. Therefore, a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Shimon, and therefore he's going to pass him that way against this Stam Mishnah, not like Rabbi Shimon. What's the Mishnah? We have it. Bishame says we remove from the table bones and shells. Basil says you remove the entire table and shake it off. We only have it just the opposite. Beishamai holds like Rabbi Yudah, and Beishila like Rabbi Shimon. So Rashi explains, Stam Achrina Beishila Choshev Kistam, that even though the Mishnah in its current text has it flipped, but in accordance with the teaching of Rabbi Nachman, we do switch it to have Beishila being like Rabbi Shimon, and that has the the power of a Stam Mishnah, Chashiva Kistam. Rav Achan and Ravina say in general, the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, except for the matter of Muktza Machmas Mius. My new, what is the case of Muktza Machmas Mius? Near Yosham, an old earthenware candle that was lit, and this lamp that was lit with oil, and it's now Mius. So in that regard, we will not pass in like Rabbi Shimon, according to one opinion. Mechadomer one says no. But Muktamachmius nami like Rabbi Shimon. We also pass in like Rabbi Shimon in that case that it's not a problem of Muktamachmius. But where do we not pass in like Rabbi Shimon? Levarme Muktamachmius iser, excluding a case of Muktamachmius iser. My new, what's the case of Muktamachmius iser? Neir shidliku ba beoser Shabbos. If a candle was lit on Shabbos itself, so then when that candle goes out, so it's Muktamachmius iser. 
and we pass him not like Rabbi Shimon not to move it. As we saw before, that is not a conflict. Even Rabbi Shimon agrees, is also to move on Shabbos. If it's something that's designated to be used solely for prohibited purposes. As Mishnah says, all the vessels may be moved on Shabbos, even because sometimes it's used for Heter, except for these things, uh, large saw and the, the blade for plowing that are only used for these prohibited acts. So he's, he's makbid, not to use it for other things. He doesn't want it for a, a use of heter. It will be mukta even according to Bishamin. Mishnah. The husband can be mefir neder on Shabbos. And the rash is bali ishto. If a woman makes a, a neder on Shabbos, the husband can negate the uh, validity of that vow. When he hears about it, he has a day, as the Torah says. And if somebody made a nether that is not subject to hafara, uh, it's not they're, they're not able to uh, be made for a nether. But if they want to be shol nether, if it's l'tzarch shabbos, it's permitted. So somebody made a nether that they're not going to eat, and it's like, oh wait a second, I have a mitzvah, I have a suda on shabbos, so they could go to bezdin. And Chacham, Rashi says, and it's L'Tzarech Shabbos. He said he's not going to eat today. So there's a need for Shabbos. He could be Shoel on the Neder. So the person could also seal up the, the window or skylight and measure a, uh, a cloth to see if it has a shear for if it became Tomei and then get something else, Tomei as a relevance on Shabbos of Tzarech Mitzvah. Modernes a mikvah, measure a mikvah, a person can see if there's enough water there for ritual purity, also Tzarech Mitzvah. And it has to be the depth of three amos and uh, width of an amo um, by an amo. Ma'yasad me'avish shol bi tzadok me'abo shol ben bitnis shepoko esamar so they did these things. Rashi says, should say, Pach uh, it was uh, earthenware uh, jug that was tied with uh, some like soft reed. And Rashi speaks out the kesher that they tied was she'enish al kayom. They were tying with a. We're dealing with only surim derabanan here, not surim deraisa, uh, or perhaps even not an iser at all. Rashi says enish kesher shakam afilu lachachilo. Umodin lislamid al davar hara. Okay, it had a relevance for psak. They needed to measure, so they did these things. They they tied and they measured and they. For Tzarech Mitzvah. Says the Gemara. Iboilu, the first part of the Mishnah. We said, Hafara bein l'tzarech bein shalot tzarech. Hafara sandorin, it said stam. That the, 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 the husband can negate his wife's vow 
It sounds like whether it's needed for Shabbos or not. But being Shoel Nader, that says explicitly in the Mishnah, only Nadarim Shein Litzar Shabbos. So the question is that Dafka or not Dafka? Is that the reason why they are differentiated to bring out this point itself? Maybe, really, the first case of hafara, that the husband is undermining and negating his wife's vow, that also has the same strictures. He may only do so if the vow was something that impinged upon Shmir Shabbos, like she took a vow she's not going to eat that day. But if she took a vow that does not relate to Shabbos, then not. And then why is it differentiated? Could have said them both in the same breath. Why are they broken up into two? It's saying the Mishnah, that's a smaller Kiddush for the husband to negate the nether, and it's a bigger Kiddush to go to Bezdin on Shabbos, which you're not supposed to have din on Shabbos. So, Lozu Avzdu, but really both require a case where the negation of the vow is for the needs of Shabbos. So we're not sure. Here's the Shiloh. Toshma, come on, you bring a riot. The Tani Zute Debei Repapa. Mefir and Dorme Shabbos. Litzarach Shabbos. He says you can be Mefir Nedir on Shabbos for the needs of Shabbos. Litzarach Shabbos in, Shalotzarach Shabbos low. He's learning that also the first case of Hafaras Nadarim only is permitted on Shabbos when there's a need for Shabbos. However, we have a different version. The question was, is it the need for Shabbos for both or not? Alma, hafaras nadarim me'es la'es. That would imply that the capacity to do hafaras nadarim, to undermine, to negate the vow taken by his wife, it says in the Torah, b'yom shama, the day that he hears it, is that a 24-hour time that starts ticking from the moment he hears it? Maybe when it says tzarech, that there is tzarech also by hafara, is going on she'ela exclusively, and uh, and that which it says hafaras nadarim is permitted, is even if there's no need. Alma hafaras nadarim That would imply that the negation of the vow that his wife took, he may do, the husband may do that, all day. Tashma will bring a proof. The Tani, Rav Zuti, Dbei, Rav Papi, this is the version, a new version. Mefir nedarim b'shabes, hafaras nedarim, that the husband can negate the wife's vows, l'tzarach shabes. It may be done if it's needed on Shabbos. L'tzarach shabes in, l'tzarach shabes low. Alma hafaras nedarim me'es le'es. It may only be done if it's needed for Shabbos, but not if it's not needed for Shabbos. This itself teaches us that hafaras nedarim is an exact 24-hour time frame that starts ticking from when he heard about it. Meaning that he'll have time after Shabbos because he has 24 hours from when he heard about it. So he could do it after Shabbos if he wants and still be able to be made for Nedim. 
So the only reason he's permitted to do it is if it's needed for Shabbos. But not if it's not needed for Shabbos because he could be Mayfair after Shabbos is concluded. We have another teaching that a farsan is kolayom. There's a stringency and leniency. If she took her vow on the night, Friday night, he's able to, to undermine that vow, the husband, Friday night and Shabbos day. Until night, meaning until Motsi Shabbos. And if she took the vow Saturday afternoon, evening, it's almost Shabbos out, so to the end of the day. So he says, he has till the end of the day. The Yom Shoma means on that day. So his day is not 24 hours. He's got a few minutes. He better be made for now because the day is running out. So this is not saying me'ace le'ace. saying you only have the limited day if, you're, if you got it in the beginning of the day. She made the nether in the evening. So you have a full day. She made the nether towards the end of the day. You have a very limited time. And then, according to that opinion, so it is a Tzarek Shabbos, meaning even without it being a need, the, the, even if the contents of the vow is not a need for Shabbos, his ability to negate it is needed because once Shabbos is out, it's n- the end of the day, and he can't do Hafar Sanadar. So the, this is actually my chokas Tanoim. Tanoi de Tanya, Hafar Sanadar, Kolayom. Is it all day? They say no, it's 24-hour period, and that is a machlokas, when the parameters are. If you take a look at the letters, back to the beginning of the Gemara, it says, Hafara, that is how we paskin, that the husband may negate the vow, even if it's not a need for Shabbos. So that's, that is the, the conclusion, as it were, that we don't say that it's me'es le'es, but he has Biyom Shomo, uh, and the Hafar Sandorim, the ability of the husband to negate it, is even if it's not needed for Shabbos, but to do the Hafar, he has this day. So he can do it. And the, the Mishnah is read simply, so to speak, Mephunadar Meshabbos, without the stipulation that it's Litzar Shabbos, unlike Nedarim, which to be Shalmeder requires a Tzar Shabbos.